because they're all isolated. Kia and welcome to episode three of the Dropkicks Lockdown Special. How are you, the Blackjack Bandit? Uh, kia ora koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, koutou. I'm um, doing as well as I can um, with this whole uh, lockdown situation. It's uh, it's testing at times. Um, but big news, I, uh, I cooked my family a meal last night. Jeez, that is big news. And they're also alive to tell the tale. Uh, so far, it was a chicken-based dish, so <laughs> that could change. What did you go for? I went for uh, lovely chicken enchiladas. Oh, wow. Flatting's changed you. Oh, I mean, it, I've never really cooked once in my flat, so it was it was more that um, the agreement of moving home was I had to cook a meal once a week. <laughs> And and reviews were good? Yeah, reviews were, were very good, actually. Um, and I think I've found a new career path. I could be a chef now. Could be a chef. Oh, well. That's what I like to hear. So you're keeping uh, yourself healthy and uh, active during the lockdown break? I um, wouldn't say healthy or active, to be honest. Um, I On Saturday, actually, I, um, I decided I'd solo day drink um, <laughs> myself. Um, and another family member went to the supermarket and I decided to buy a bottle of wine and a box and um, I had my bottle of wine with lunch and then I started drinking my box and by about 7.30 I, I passed out on my bed What did you? What bottle of wine did you go for? Was it a good, good high Oh, class? it was the cheapest, cheapest rosé I could find Oh, that would have gone well with lunch What did you have for lunch? Box of shapes that is a, That's a... A well-balanced meal, if I ever heard of one. Meat pie-flavoured shapes. Oh, what are they like? I don't think they made our um, top five, did they? No, they weren't anywhere near our top five, but strangely, they taste a lot like meat pie. So a good lunch alternative. No, oh, I mean, yeah, it was it was an interesting time. It was a good way to spend a day. Um, and in the end, I had, I had nachos for dinner, which was good feast. Oh, it's a good good day out there. Yeah, how, how's your lockdown going? Yeah, it's been going pretty good. We've been kind of cruising, started uh, the job, so working hard or hardly working. Um, Very nice. Going out, I live quite close to Agley Park, which is quite ideal, so I go out for a walk or a run and you know get a bit of fresh air. I watched uh, Seve Reese do some sprint work the other day, and my God, he Ooh. is quick. <laughs> he is Ooh. rapid. This runner had a 20-metre head start on him, and he beat him to the 40-metre mark. Well, obviously, that's, the runner's not going to be sprinting, but he's that's you know, he's taken off, and he's just overtaken this dude. And this dude would have been maybe his early 30s. He was quite young, like quite a fit, good runner, but Seba yeah. Reese just burnt him. It was crazy. That's and then I saw, I saw Jack Goodhue playing tennis. That was um, He wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was gobsmacked by how quick he is. It kind of makes you think like how quick these guys actually are. I feel like on the Jack Goodyear point, I feel like having a mullet is a prerequisite for um, being bad at tennis. Yeah, I feel like um, it doesn't add any you know attribute points to your tennis ability. Um, no, significantly I mean, decreases, I'd say. 
Yeah, well, it gets in your eyes. You can't see the ball and, and you know, side-to-side movement, not very good, but up and down. You know, yes, yes. Behind you. Yeah. I can Agreed. certainly see the issues there. On the mullet talk, did you watch Tiger King? I've absolutely watched Tiger King. What a what an experience. Carabaskin killed her husband. Oh, it's a few things she didn't. You're an idiot. I mean, that's clear as day. Um, I know many people that have binge watched this series in a night. Um, it's just... If you haven't seen it, you're really missing out. This will probably end up being Netflix's most successful thing of TV ever just because everyone is stuck in their houses at the moment all over the world. It's a great time to release a TV show that everyone's going to be talking about. Like, I know. But also, that's it's not just because people are locked up in their house. That thing is fucking crazy. It's just wild. Like, anything that could happen, happened. Yeah, I don't Ooh. want to spoil it for people, but man alive. What um what our big inspirations slash uh, who we copy this whole podcast off, um part of my tape say, um, about Tiger King is every little side character or every little bit of dialogue that lasts a minute, two minutes, could just be its own episode. But there's so much shit packed in, um you just you just can't even process all of it. It's yeah. fucking nuts. It's like going down the garden path, but it keeps turning every five meters. That's <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's exactly what it's like. And I've genuinely never watched a documentary that. I mean, I enjoy my documentaries. I'm an academic uh, person. Love to learn, but um, highly qualified. That one. There's never been a more gripping documentary to me than that one. Holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for The Last Dance. I think that's going to be really good, but that's oh, going to yes. be good on a different, ten, like, you know, a different wavelength to this one is good because this one is gripping because you're like, what's going to happen? You have no yes. idea. Whereas you know Jordan comes back, he plays well, blah, 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 blah. That is, yeah, it's crazy. It's mental. It's, Last Dance can be a very, very good documentary, though. Yes, well, it's going to be awesome. It's, just, it's kind of a saying to someone else, it's kind of a shame that it's going to be released weekly because it's going to be so good that you just want to keep binging it, but then you've got to go back oh, to no. the old, old way of watching television where it is once a week. It's out, sit down, almost sit down and watch it live sort of thing. Oh, look, it's at least it's something to look forward to. Hopefully that'll mark the end of the lockdown and we can continue with our normal lives and... Uh, and have that to look forward to once a week, as well as, again, just having a normal life. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. I mean, lockdown's got so severe that I've ended up watching um, virtual cricket all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I participated in a, in a draft. I picked my team. Um, then we played, yeah, so one of the cricket guys organised this whole thing where it was a draft and then a knockout competition, quarterfinals, semis, finals. And I picked my team. It was a bit, bit weak. I think I had the third weakest draft ranking um, in the in the tournament, but ended up winning my... Who was on your team? Uh, Josh Bamber. Uh, oh, opening nice. the bat. I had Adam Gilchrist and Kane Williamson. Um, the big show. The big show. I'll, I'll get to the big show. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, Chris Wokes. Who else did I have? I had a, yeah, a few other guys, just a couple of other digi dudes. And then, uh, anyway, Josh Bamber scored 93 not out in the quarterfinal to take his team to victory. 
Very um, nice. So we progressed on to the semi-final. And these games took about an hour and a half. So I was sitting in here listening to some pretty wounding chat at times, um, getting ripped into about my digi team. Um, <laughs> so we went to the semi-finals. We won the semi-finals. Uh, Adam Gilchrist scored an unbeaten 100. Um, oh. in, the, in the final, uh, I lost Adam Gilchrist and Kane Williamson in the first two overs. I was two for 19. Uh, came back, posted 180, the big show, 49 not out. And oh. then just as uh, the other fellow was just kicking on, the big show would direct hit run out. Left arm just slinged it. Oh, it was glorious. And we ended up winning, I think, by 12 runs or something. So I won 140 well bucks on virtual cricket. <laughs> what a story. Oh, it was a, It was a great way to spend a weekend. Um Probably wouldn't do it outside of the lockdown capacity, but man, yeah, it was good fun. That's absolutely electric. Yeah, I think um, who needs real sport when you've got virtual sport? And you can put yourself on the team. Yeah, well, that was the highlight, especially scoring 93 not out to beat Rob, one of my mates. Um, he'd been giving it the big ones, all draft and all, all the day before. And then, yeah, just... Uh, Carved him up first round, and uh, the ponies ended up going the the whole way. That's, that's incredible. That is, um, yeah. Just breaking news! Breaking news on this podcast: um, Jacinda Ardern has deemed the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy essential workers. So we will not be missing out on chocolate. Oh, thank on- God! I was really worried there. I was going to knock out Sorry. a few teeth to get a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had to bring that important uh, breaking news to. To the audience. No, thank you. We, we are a, uh, we're, value, we're a value podcast and a news podcast, so I'm glad that you've managed to do both there. Oh, absolutely. You know me. I'm a multi-talented human being. Um, look, well, what's, what's up next? I've already forgotten. We, we did well, plan out this episode. We, uh, last time we, we brought to you some fun facts and we didn't have a topic. Um, however, today we've, we've got a topic and just to celebrate the fact it's been postponed by uh, a year, we're going to do some fun facts on the Olympics. I can't wait to get into this. This is going to be a much better segment now that we've got a thing. Um, and we've both done thorough research of about five minutes. And we've got our web pages ready and open to uh, read exactly how it's worded on the page. So yeah. um, do you want to, like to kick off? You can go. Um, I'll be sure. All right. Well, I must tell you that the first modern Olympics in 1896 did not even have gold medals. What they had instead, the winner got a silver medal with an olive branch, second got bronze, and third got nothing. Jeez. Did they go back and change that at all, or was it, that, that was it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's just what it was. I guess... Technically, if you if you see now, whoever won would have, you know would just have the gold. But I guess gold wasn't available then, or just too expensive, or whatever. So silver was uh, as good as it got. Okay, interesting. All right, are you ready for my one? I'm very ready. Curling is one of the world's oldest team sports. It really, is, its precise origins of curling are uncertain, but paintings from the 1500s show curling being played. 
That's the oldest right. curling stones hail, hail from the Scottish regions of Stirling and Perth, dating back to 1511. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. I would not put that in a million years. The more you know, eh? What, what's Very your next fact? So. My next fact, not really a fact other than just a statement, but apparently the 1900 Olympics were notoriously disorganised and not well attended. Yeah. Uh, it says some, some national teams are actually composed of athletes from multiple different countries. Yeah, Australasia. I did know that fact. New Zealand's, first, New Zealand's first medal was in the, I think it was the 20K walk um, representing Australasia. More you know. More you know. Um, I've got another good fact here. The first official rule book for curling dates back 180 years. What? 180 years? The first rule book was made in 1838. That's... Okay, I still hadn't initially wrapped my head around the fact that curling is one of the oldest team sports. No, put me with that. <laughs> Just a double whammy. But wait, there, that, there will be more, don't worry. That predates, like, football for an official rule book. Yeah, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, that's going to take me a while to process. But I've go. got a doozy for, for the next one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in. <laughs> I'm fizzing at the bung for it. So to preface, you, you know how you always hear about the stories of uh, marathon runners in like New York just, just getting on the subway and going to a different spot? Oh, and I think I know ahead. this fact. Yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently... This is real as American marathon runner Fred Laws was disqualified for riding in a car during the race. Uh, this is during the 1904 games in St. Louis and he sneakily hitchhiked uh, and then just ran the last four miles. I can't believe cars in 1904 were quicker. Were quick enough. <laughs> I'm not just seeing the footage of those cars. It is dusty. Oh, have you got a visual, have you got a visual lock on them, do you? Not, not on the specific car. Uh, specific fact but just seeing the footage of those old cars is painful yeah yeah well the more you know so it's been being done from 1904 so it certainly happens now it's a trot and true uh, practice it does hey right, we ready for my next fact i'm very ready curling only recently rejoined the olympics it was an exhibition sport in 1924, 1932, 1964, 1988, and 1992. But it rejoined the, it rejoined the games as an official sport in 1998 and has been a staple ever since. That's, a, uh, that's just horrific for a sport as historically amazing and with a storied history as curling. Yes, it's a, it's a shame that it took so long. It's such a, a great sport. Oh, I really enjoy curling the uh, tactical nous that comes along with it. It's, uh, it's a good watch. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. I've got, I've got another one for you, and then I'm going to hit you with an absolute doozy on the last one. But uh, the longest wrestling match in the history of the Games took more than 11 hours. Wow. That's <laughs> a doozy. Uh, this was between, well, this was a semi-final between Russian Martin Klein and Finnish Alfred 
Asika 9. Uh, Klein won, but he couldn't even compete in the final because he was too exhausted. There you go. So, you, what, you got just a straight silver? Yeah, well, I guess so. Mm. All right. Curling stones are made with rare granite. <laughs> the granite used for curling stones is only found in two quarries in the world. The Scottish island of... Oh, hold on. I've just got to move it because I've got lines going through my screen, so I can't read it. <laughs> Isa Craig and Trefor Granite in Scotland and Wales, respectively. Each stone weighs between 17 and 20 kilos. That's quite heavy. That's very heavy. I'd struggle. You want to play um, curling on quite a secure ice surface thing, clearly. Yeah. Well, have you watched the, um, to go back to Barstool, have you watched the Barstool curling video where they go and do the Christmas do as a curling event? No. It's very funny because none of them can stay on their feet. So they're, they're trying to play and yeah, just you can imagine what, what happens, what goes down. I will watch that. Um, all right. To hit you with an absolute doozy here. The 1912 games in Stockholm had an event for literature. Wow. That's a doozy. Well, like a spelling bee. It doesn't really say it just said the arts competition was founded by Baron Pierre de uh, Coberton was also the founder of the modern games he was he, um somehow but contentiously happened to win the gold medal in literature that year oh interesting <laughs> and mind, mind you if i founded the olympics I'd, I'd put a sport in that i am i'm gonna win at oh yeah what's the Absolutely. point of founding them otherwise you know <laughs> I, I agree totally. Just like putting yourself in your virtual cricket team. Yeah, exactly. Leading from the front. Yes. Uh, well, curling has its own vocab- vocabulary. Its own vocabulary. It does. Um, after they are slid, a.k.a. delivered, down the she- uh, stretch of ice, also known as the sheet, which is 150 feet long by 15 feet. Don't ask me what that is in metres. I will just search it now. Hold on. Very nice. Uh, 150 feet in metres is 45 metres long. Wow. That is Ooh. interesting. Uh, the goal is to get it as close to the, as possible to the centre, a.k.a. the button of a 12-foot target, a.k.a. the house. The hack is a starting block made of rubber. Players must let the stone go before they reach the hog line. There you go. Well, that is that's certainly interesting. Should we, should we go with we'll what last flat last last fact? Last facts. All right. I will leave you with with this. Not specifically um Olympic related, but it is in my page of Olympic facts, so I'll give it to you. All right. Uganda has the shortest national anthem at just eight bars of music. Wow. That is a good fact. Imagine winning the gold medal, standing at the top of the podium, and then...
that was an incredible rendition of the national anthem. Thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, um, what day was it? Friday. We uh, discussed our worst or bottom five New Zealand places. Um, the list was rather contentious. I had a pretty clear winner. Um, Tom, who was your, what was your worst one again? Um, oh, you went New Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah. Geez. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Oh. I'll but, stand uh, Terrible place. Yeah. yeah it's understandable. Um, it's not, you know, well known as a destination in New Zealand. But we thought we'd discuss the, the top five New Zealand places this week, which is going to be full of our own personal preferences. So we'll, we'd love to hear from you. Um, what you reckon, but should I start or you start, Thomas? I mean, Blackjack Bandit. Who's Thomas? Um, who started last week? Thank you, dude. I had, yeah, I had no idea what I was yeah. going to do. So you can go first this week then. All right. Well, my number five is Topol. Ooh, yeah, very it's, nice. Uh, it's a great destination, both summer and winter. Um, you got the lake, got a, a, de- a host of destinations with beautiful bars. Um, where you can spend $250 on Jaeger bombs. Um, <laughs> that was the birth of the Blackjack Bandit that night. That is the, the, the birthplace of the Blackjack Bandit. It adds to the list um, why it's number five. Uh, reasons it's not higher, uh, the RSA is closed. Um, Very fair. Which is also a reason for another place on my list that's not higher. No. Um, and in, in winter, I mean, you can still go swimming. You just be very brave to go swimming in winter. Yes. Um, notoriously cold place in the winter, Taupo. It is notoriously cold. I mean, you go fishing and boating. So that, you know, again, it goes up to number five. So, yeah, my number five is Taupo. Very nice. Right. So, unlike most weeks, I've pre-planned this. And... Um, I'm going to kick it off with something that's going to get this very contentious very quickly. Number five is Auckland. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus creepers. Oh, that hurts. I'm sorry. I had to do it to you. But Auckland, it's not, it's not top three, top two, whatever, because of its significant drawbacks such as enormous amount of people, traffic, and general uh, just not great infrastructure. Um, But the good parts of Auckland make up for it, in my opinion. The good parts of Auckland specifically, the viaduct, particularly Holy Moly. Um, You've also got base backpackers, great place. I've spent many a time there. Eden Park, very nice stadium. Yeah, I really want to go to Eden Park. That might bring it off the bottom of my list, but... It's still pretty bad. I can't believe you put it number five. That's well, outrageous. Look, I've got more reasons. Taco Bell, only Taco Bell in New Zealand. Overrated. Nine Save Marts. Nine, oh, nine Save, save Marts. Marts. <laughs> um, Just let that finally, one sit for a bit. Hold on. Nine okay, Save Marts. I'm sitting on it. Beautiful. All right, next point. Now I'm ready to move on. Uh, finally, last but absolutely not least, Sky City Casino. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's casinos elsewhere in the country. There is. But, um, like, it's, it's by far just, the best one in the level. country. And uh, also, $5 fish and chips every night at the uh, casino. You can't beat that. 
Good value, and we are a value podcast. However, I won't, I won't be changing my view, but I do respect your view. Thank you very much. I respect that you respect my view. Um, my number four is Christchurch. Uh, very nice. RSA's closed, as as was uh, pre-planned earlier. Um, when I was giving my number five reasons, an RSA is quite a key part to the whole debate uh, structure. But it's just a lovely city, you know. It's got the the parks. It's flat. Um, it takes fifteen minutes to drive everywhere. Um, I live here, um, so that's always a plus. Yeah, it's number four. I respect that. I respect that a lot. I thought it would be higher, though. Well, once you hear my top three, you'll be yeah, you're going to understand why it's not higher. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, my my top five isn't very contentious. It's just very based on my personal opinion. I like that. I like that. Open and honest. Well, my number four, I've gone for Central Wellington. I've also put in brackets specifically Courtney Place, specifically. <laughs> Four kings. Four kings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, good call. Good call. Uh, there are other places on Courtney Place which I do enjoy, and also other places of Central Wellington that I do enjoy. However, there are some shitters as there are with any place, but uh, Central Wellington, specifically Courtney Place, specifically Four Kings, is um, just a great place. It's the making of um, true Phoenix fans. The making of um, Great meals and sometimes quite mediocre meals. Yeah, what, was the, what was the one that you got that was atrocious? Uh, the Celtic chicken. Never order it. It is dog shit. No matter how good it sounds on the menu. Is that why it's down in, in four? Um, why Four Kings doesn't go high on your list? It slipped from the Celtic chicken alone? Potentially, yes. But, I mean, I also put Central Wellington, specifically Courtney Place, because there are other places on Courtney Place uh, you've got just upstairs from Four Kings. You've got uh, Dirty Little Secret. You've got um, Dakota. Oh. You've got things where you can't even consume alcohol. I know that's rare for me, but you've also got <laughs> great places to eat, like um, Lucky Burger. Yeah, yeah that's, that's about all I have to say. There's also some good kebab places. Um, and if... Um, if there's no UFC or boxing on that weekend, you can always see a fight there. <laughs> yeah, that is a positive. It's sporting entertainment year round. Yes. Also, it's where um, I watched the um, 2015 Rugby World Cup final outside of a kebab shop window. Beautiful. Well, that's a fun fact. Yes, there you go. Well, Wellington's my number three. Um, the greatest city on earth comes in at number three. Oh, um, it's a glorious place. It's beautiful, beautiful sunshine year round. Um, but there is an area uh, that is even better sunshine year round. Um, you can't beat it on a good day. That's a real plus. Um, everything's walkable. It's a fantastic city to walk around. The Basin Reserve is the best cricket ground in New Zealand. Uh, Just New Zealand. Pardon? Just New Zealand. Just New Zealand. Oh, I would say the world. Um, we'll be real contentious and say the world's best cricket ground in the world yeah. and uh, yeah it's just a lovely city it holds a very dear place in my heart I would I'd absolutely have to agree with that it's got its drawbacks um, 
wouldn't really like to live in central Wellington personally, but no, no, I'd agree with you there. As a uh, sort of citizen or citizen of the region and uh, goes there every day for work other than right now. Um, it's a, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number three, Electric Bandit? My number three is my current place of residence, Lower Hutt. Ooh. Yes. Uh, specifically, Jackson Street. Lovely, lovely, lovely place filled with uh, great establishments such as uh, Horse and Hound, Patoni oh. Sports Bar, um, Spates Ale House, and then if you're feeling hungry, you've got Jackson Street Burger Company, the home of the greatest burger I've ever eaten in my life, the Donald. Oh, um, you've also go got there. You've also got Mexico Patoni, not the country, oh, the restaurant. Mexico is fantastic. We've got Mexico in Christchurch. It is. Oh, it's mm. divine. Is um, and just generally, it's a it's a place I enjoy living. How good is Mexican food, though? I know oh, we've had this very, debate, but Mexican food is also lovely. also a Zambrero on Jackson Street. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> there Take you me go. there. Oh, well, it's a good I number three. Well. Are you ready for Thank my number you. two? I am very ready. It's Ohakuni. And, I saw uh, that coming. Yeah, no, well, you should see the rest of this list coming. I'll be a bit shocked if you don't, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glorious place. You know, you obviously, you've got the mountain there. Uh, it's a great bunch of people. has a, a lovely, great uh, takeaway outlets, great pubs. Um, the previous podcast has been all over what Awakuni has to offer. Um, and, of course, living there for, for five months is really, you know, cemented its place in my heart as the second best place in New Zealand. I like that. I hadn't been to uh, Awakuni when I came to visit, visit you for five years. And uh, initially I just thought it was some random small town, which is sort of what it was when we last went there on a uh, year 12 history trip, in fact. Oh, how good but, was that um, football match? Oh, that was very good. Very, very good. Late. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, continue. And I was pleasantly surprised. It has a lot to offer, really. It's got a vast array of bars, namely, um, 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 why has it just slipped out of my name right now? Powder Keg. And the Mountain um, Rocks. Ooh. And the Mountain Rocks. And some other ones that we didn't even go to. What's that other big white one like by the mountain? Big white one by the mountain. Oh, the Two Roll Lodge. I think that's the one. Yeah, no, that's just great. Great venues. Just a great also the pizza, the or pizza we pizza. had, and those yeah. burgers, very good. Was it? Um, I've got to remember the names now. I think it's Brian Blind Little Fudge. That's the burger. Yeah. Oh, and what the fuck is the pizza called? Pizza place it is a pizza place. Um, quick Google search. Hold on. Arcuni Pizza. We should really be better organised for these sorts of things. Did you know the population of Arcuni is uh, one thousand one hundred and sixty? There's a fun I fact. I do, I think. I think I Googled that when, uh, after I'd left. Yeah, well, the more you know. Uh, Mazzoni. Mm. That's it. I knew it was some weird name that we were never going to get off the top of our heads. Yeah, we didn't, have a, we didn't stand a chance. Thanks for Google. I feel like we should uh, do a special return podcast at some point. I'd be rude not to. It definitely is on my plan, so we'll, uh, All right. we'll, we'll liaise. Lock it in. I'll bring the flatmates. Oh, glorious. Number two? Number two for me 
Um, I've often said this is a giant lower hut. Christchurch. Specifically, everywhere but New Brighton. <laughs> it's understandable. Oh, I like your thinking. It's, um, look, it's a lovely place. I like the energy of the place in general. Everyone's quite friendly. Uh, it's it's big, flat, wide and spread out. You sort of need a car to get around, but that's all right. You, you just enjoy the scenic views. Um, it's got a casino, obviously. That's a huge plus. It's got many great new pubs and eateries popping up all over the place. Um, well, just wait till you come back. It's, it's got even better. Oh, don't you worry, sweetheart. It's on the cards. We just need this lockdown to finish and we can sort it out properly. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> but, yes, it's uh, it's very up there for me. I'm a very big fan of Christchurch and it, that's what comes in at number two. Oh, well, also, you're there. Thank you. Yes, I was, I was about to say, Jesus. <laughs> no, it is a, it's a lovely place, um, but it, it pales in comparison to my number one. Um this place. I know where this is going. <laughs> this place holds a very special place in my heart. Um, it's by far and away the best suburb in Wellington, uh, or little city rather, um, and it has to be Upper Hutt City. It's uh, a glorious location. It's obviously where I grew up, um, so that helps. It's got some great facilities such as H2O Extreme, the place to get wet. Um, you've got the golf club. <laughs> You've got Maidstone um, Park, is pretty cool. Uh, you've also got Upper Hutt Rugby and Football Club Rooms, which are divine with the $5 jugs. Well, the Rugby Club Rooms has $5 jugs of Panhead. Obviously, Brewtown um, and all the other the breweries that are a part of Brewtown, as well as Panhead, uh, go into the list. So they're pretty glorious. And, yeah, it's just all-round great place, um, by far and away the best place in New Zealand, in my opinion. That was inspiring, really. Um, that really touched my heart. Oh, thank you. Anytime. Now, this is going to shock you, but we have a unanimous number one. Oh, really? <laughs> Jeepers. Oh, Trent from Racecourse too and Hibs. Oh. Exactly. Look, there's a... I grew up in, in Whitby, regrettably. I... I would rather live somewhere else. And that somewhere else was always the Hutt Valley. And up until I left school, it was always Lower Hutt. Um, but as I've gotten older and appreciate other things in life, it's now Upper Hutt. Upper Hutt is the um, finest collection of pubs. Or the cosy. Small or diners. Exactly. There's the just so many, so many great things to do. You've got the lovely... Um, the driving range, as you said, the sports clubs. And I, I would never play. I'd just go there to drink and they got $5 pints of Panhead. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, it truly is a, a place where dreams are made. And the best part is it's only going to get better. It's just it's getting better and better every time. And also, Jerry's Charcoal Chicken. Oh, yeah, good call. I mean, we... Um... It, yeah, it holds a very special place in my heart. And, um, yeah, there's an easy number one. Yes, I agree. Hey, well, I'm glad we can agree on something. It's uh, been quite a good pod. We've found out a lot about the Olympics and uh, curling. And we have an unanimous number one, which is a really nice way to finish. 
Oh, yes, it's really touched my heart. Um, quickly before we go, I said last podcast I was going to uh, figure out how I could become the next Wizard of New Zealand, um, and I'd like to report back to the audience. Oh, please do. Yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. It's too much work. Oh, what do you have to do? Uh, I mean... It's just, it's, it's a lot of public speaking. Uh, the wizard performed in Cathedral Square on weekdays from 1 to 2 p.m. from uh, November to Easter. Jeez, so, um, that's a lot of money. Yeah, don't really want to do that. Also, it's the exact same, the, the first, the inaugural Wizard of New Zealand is still the Wizard of New Zealand. So you kind of have to have a long tenure. Um, and you actually have to wear the wizard robes, which I wasn't really expecting. Does they have an expected salary? Um, see, that's another thing. I don't know if it's a paid position, but it, it, I don't know. It doesn't look like he does anything else. Yeah. Okay, well, we might have to shelve those ideas for now. Yeah, well, uh, maybe I'll try get it and then reform the position where I can just sort of just do what I do already but call myself the official wizard in New Zealand and like be able to cast spells and shit. That would be pretty cool. That was my intention, but actually having to do work for it, that's, it's not what I'm about in life. No, that's understandable. No need to add an extra um, unnecessary workload to you. Um, Thank I think you. we I can, we'll look at other positions that we can um, progress with in the future. Yes, absolutely. Hey, well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Blackjack Bandit, you want to see us out? Absolutely. Um, it's been, as Bamba said, it's been lovely having you all. I feel like this podcast went a lot better without the uh, technical difficulties and some some pre-planning. So uh, we'll keep that yeah, up. Yeah, I think planning is key. <laughs> yes, very key. But um, What's that? Piss poor uh, preparation leads to piss poor results? Yes, exactly that. But... Um, all I have to say is up Lime Brown, up Waikachani, up um, that random bottle of wine that I bought from the supermarket, uh, up the Wellington Phoenix, up Ben Wayne, up Virtual Sports, fuck coronavirus, Tenokoto, 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 Kato, see you later, cucks. <laughs> <laughs>